This podcast is for general educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered medical, practice management, legal, investment, or other professional advice. No one should act or refrain from acting based on this podcast without obtaining appropriate professional advice. Ultimately, how we make it easier for the physicians will be better for the patient, better for the business, because the physicians will not feel burnt out and um, and be able to serve a, a larger population because as you know, there is a huge GI shortage in this country and we need to figure out how to enable our current GIs to see more patients. Welcome to Gastro Broadcast, presented by Tissue Cipher from Castle Biosciences. I'm your host, Kevin Harlan. I'm thrilled to have as my guest today, Sap Sinha, Chief Operating Officer of Allied Digestive Health's Management Service Organization. I'm excited to speak today with SAP about Allied Digestive's focus on integration, innovation, and strategic growth. SAP, welcome to Gastro Broadcast. Thank you for having me. Let's start by getting to know you and about your professional development. How did you get involved in healthcare and practice management specifically? Um, Healthcare, I got involved because of a professor in business school, Professor Teesberg, I went to University of Virginia, and um, she uh, wrote a book with Michael Porter called Redefining Healthcare, and that was my impetus uh, of understanding U.S. healthcare system. Um, based on my accent, as you can see, I'm an immigrant, and I came in and I was fascinated of how much work you can do, and that pivoted me into consulting in healthcare. I was in consulting since 2016, last being at Boston Consulting Group, where I led uh, some of their digital health work. And uh, at that time, I I looked around and I was uh, somewhat frustrated that, you know, being consultant is great. You get to think of real big strategic things, but I felt like I needed to contribute more to healthcare and healthcare delivery as such. And as I could see a lot of deficiencies and I felt that I want to be part of the answer and not just advise on the answer. And I got an opportunity uh, um, straight out of uh, uh, consulting to join SCA Health, which was at that time a private equity backed um, ASC platform, which is now part of Optum. And the CEO was XBCG gave me a tremendous opportunity to learn the business of healthcare delivery. And since then, I left in 2021, March of 2021, to join Allied Digestive Health, which has just been an amazing, amazing experience. The physicians, just the community around GI, it is very different from what I've experienced. Uh, There is a lot more cooperation between different practices than competition. And that has led uh, us to do uh, amazing things uh, in the GI care business, but in general in the healthcare delivery business. Allied Digestive Health has multiple locations in New Jersey and New York. I understand now with 160 GI physicians and more than 300 clinicians. You're to be commended for your successes uh, managing the management service organization of such a large, complex organization. Tell me about the challenges you're currently facing and efforts to address them. GI has just become such an important part of healthcare. Uh, People are talking about GI more than ever. You know, unfortunately we have seen increases in colon cancer, 
in this uh, country. We are seeing diseases like IBS, IBD increasing. We are seeing uh, NASH, NAFLD, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease increasing. And that drives that we have to provide the care. And so we are using this opportunity to enhance using different kinds of caregivers. May it be nurse practitioners, may it be nutritionists, may it be um, thinking about how to give these GLP-1 uh, products to our patients so that we can kickstart their weight loss. There is a lot happening and the focus will be how do we better give these services to our patients without burdening our physicians because our physicians are extremely busy and as you know coming out of COVID and the amount of volume of patients they are seeing it's becoming very hard for the physicians and um, we don't want burnout and we don't want more GIs leaving um, our communities so that is a big focus of us is how do we provide the services without overburdening our physicians but providing what is important for our patients. So that's one. And then finally, we have been looking at is that just how do we improve our processes using technology, make it easier, make it more intuitive, questioning everything so that ultimately, not just our physicians, our front office staff, our back office staff, everyone can actually perform at their highest level and be um, able to provide the care because everyone is important for patient care. It's not just the physician who's seeing the front office staff, how they are treating the patients, the back office staff, when the patient calls in, you know, questioning their billing or everything. They can provide the necessary information and the, and relieve the frustrations many a times we have in healthcare. So that's those are the three kinds of things which we have focused for this year and beyond. And somewhat related, uh, right up front on Allied's Digestive Health's website, it references an integrated network of gastroenterology centers. Please share some of your experiences and some of the initiatives relating to the integration of so many uh, centers and teams. Yeah, so w uh, one of the things which we have done is we have a singular practice management platform. So any physician... Uh, either joining us or uh, we are acquiring those practices because in this way they, we are growing through both inorganic and organic growth. They are all on a singular practice management, which is Athena. And so that is the, the singular thing run across. Now, EMR-wise, we do have two EMRs running, and uh, that is... Um, uh, mod meds g gastro and then we have athena one which is uh, athena's emr and uh, so that those are different because we haven't changed the emr on our existing uh, physicians because you know emr changing emr on clinicians very hard they learn, take time to learn these things so we don't want to create more burden on our physicians so having said that the new ones that are coming in we do want some sort of semblance of standardization and the reason we want a semblance of standardization is because we have a lot of technology that overlays over these things so for example of uh, online scheduling that you can uh, schedule directly into our systems it's not a ZocDoc or any of those um, two-way marketplaces we directly include in that we have uh, info we have 
labs that are coming in that completely are integrated. So the physician doesn't have to think about, okay, what's happening with my pathology it just flows into their medical record. We don't have to think about the endo reports that are coming in. Those are all integrated to that system. And then, and then finally, we are rolling out technologies for our physicians to uh, be able to easily dictate like ambient AI, which is uh, something of, uh, of growth engine where our physicians are uh, talking to the patients and they are able to write in the EMR without actually writing in it. The conversation and the important aspects of the conversations are captured. So those things can be only be enabled when you are on a single system and then you can have partnerships which we are announcing here you are seeing some announcements for us or our partners are announcing that they are partnering with us then you know creating those interfaces creating those partnerships become easier when you are on a single system so that's kind of um, that's the crux of our integration process Ella digestive has a, an impressive reputation of being on the forefront of innovation. You know, ju you've just shared a number of examples relating to that, but relating specifically to innovation, you recently partnered with Provation so that physicians and nurses will, will be able to document patient visits and procedures across any internet-enabled device. How will this workflow automation improve care for your patients? I think at the end of the day, because what happens is and if you go to typical to any practice generally, we expect our providers just to be looking at a computer screen and typing. That has become an, somewhat of an accepted practice since we have rolled out EMRs in healthcare. And we want to change that. We want to bring back that relationship between the physician and the patient because ultimately it is better for the patient and uh, you know you don't feel like that you're talking to the back of someone's head. So, so that's, uh, that's one piece of it. The other piece of it is our physicians have started to feel like data operators because they just that's what they do. They're, they're, they're required to record everything in medical records because that's the only way we can code and we can bill appropriately and everything. So we wanted to create that seamless process. Like if they, can, if they cannot record something there, they can do it maybe in their office, in somewhere else, and create that avenue that they can actually concentrate because probation is used when they are scoping and doing colonoscopy and everything. We don't want that extra burden of that physician trying to you know, record everything during that process, but rather be focused on the patient and making sure there are no polyps which are undetected. And that would drive clinical quality, that would drive in a better care for our patients. So that's the always been our thought process is how do we rethink some of the aspects of what we accept in healthcare and re-engage. Re and that's how we are partnering to make it easier for our physicians, because ultimately, how we make it easier for the physicians will be better for the patient, better for the business, because the physicians will not feel burnt out. and. Um, and be able to serve a, a larger population because as you know, there is a huge GI shortage in this country and we need to figure out how to enable our current GIs to see more patients or at least take care of more patients. As another example of Allied being on the forefront, you recently announced a partnership with LynxMD, medical data intelligence platform that will enable the development 
testing and validation of GI-related treatments and therapies. Can you talk a bit about the importance of data to Allied? Yeah, so it is immensely important in this world. So the one of the things which we have done is we moved away from, we are on cloud servers, we are, uh, everything is uh, accessible. And we took a lot of the data and created a clinical data warehouse with the idea that data is uh, power, both for improving clinical care, but more importantly, it is a monetary power. So why is that? Because at the end of the day, we, are community-based physicians. So our physicians are practicing in the community, seeing the most diverse set of people uh, and treating them. And pharma companies and uh, medical device companies and others, they generally do research or look at data from academic institutions who have a certain set of patients, but they are not seeing every kind. It's maybe income level, race, others we are talking about new york and new jersey it's it has everything and and that data is extremely valuable uh, for to figure out better ways of care what medicines work so our chief medical officer has been looking at certain kinds of data and seeing okay this ibd thing works better for certain kinds of population through their own uh, care models which we have created but more importantly that data anonymized can also improve drug development can improve uh, better, you know, using drugs in other ways because they can really farm that data, both structured and unstructured inside our uh, EMRs. So that is why we partnered with a, a data monetization plus anal analytical company because we are a GI company. We are not, we are not a data company. We don't have the capabilities, the data scientists, uh, which all these companies have. And that is, that's very important. And then at the ultimately, you know, I know LinkStartMD has also signed with Castro Health. They are signed with us. But together and maybe a couple of more, we may have the most largest community-based set, not hospital, community-based set of data, which will be highly valuable for improving GI care moving forward. Yeah, I'm particularly excited about the data aspect of things. And as you say, these partnership among GI platforms that are on one level may be competitive. On the other hand, they can be valuable partners in advancing the science uh, of GI care, pharmaceutical devices, so forth and so on. So kudos. Yeah. And, and that is, you know, that is the uniqueness of GI. And uh, Kevin, you've been part of this GI world for, for a while. And you've seen it, that there is, there is a, a level of collaboration, which is very unique amongst GI physicians that they are not, they're always looking out and saying, okay, how did you take care of that patient? How is that different? And there is that, no, I'm gonna hoard information. I'm not gonna share it with someone. I think it is very unique, which I have seen personally. And that gets me excited because if, if this can change the dialogue and the narrative of how healthcare is seen, and it becomes, because at the end of the day, no one has all the answers. So if we can somehow promote these answers to come together and improve the healthcare, because at the end of the day, that is all of us are in healthcare because of that. We, at the end of the day, we want to serve patients and improve healthcare for our loved ones the, in general. That is, that is very unique in GI and I'm so happy and excited that I'm part of this community. 
It really is impressive, the level of collaboration. It's exactly my experience, uh, what you've just described, and the and it's a joy to work in. Um, it's a joy to work in. I've been impressed also with Allied's growth strategy, which I've been following for uh, many years. Like my prior experience with capital di digestive care in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia region, you appear focused on a regional growth approach. Can you share some thoughts about the reasons behind this approach? Yeah, there are a couple of things. Uh, I talked about some of the things which we are rolling out, for example, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, right? There is a big focus. We are rolling out nutritionists. We are rolling out a fibro scans, so mobile fibro scans. We are rolling out a weight loss program uh, using certain uh, drug products like semaglutide. And it is difficult to do if it's too, too spread apart because one nutritionist uh, with a regional aspect can be can serve a lot of those uh, patients because ultimately there is an aspect of, yes, you can do nutrition through telehealth and everything, but there is an aspect of human element which we don't want to lose. So our nutritionists also see patients in person and it is very difficult for nutrition to be a profitable venture because at the end of the day, we don't want to create a loss-making um, service line. Uh, we do want to make money. We don't make much in nutrition because, you know, insurances don't really pay for it, even though they talk about preventive care. But uh, but that's that's where we want to focus. So that geographic uh, concentration is very, very important. And then there are other ancillary uh, opportunities. So, for example, in pathology, we are we are now currently building um, the two very large labs, both in New Jersey and New York. And we are introducing things like genetic testing because we feel like that's the next frontier for GI care to identify uh, the genetic you know, abnormalities which would drive to colon cancer and things. We're we are right now farming that out. So we want to have quality control. We want to do it ourselves. And we want to be able to offer that to the patients. You can't do all that if you're too spread things. So that regional focus has really enabled us to invest in things which other practices Maybe academic institutions, hospital systems can do that, but uh, a community-based GI is harder to do because of the capital requirements for these things. We've been able to do that and provide the comprehensive GI care, which we all, you know, our physicians at least want to give to their patients. To quote one of our famous philosophers, Yogi Berra, who said, making predictions is difficult, particularly about the future. Looking out over the next two to five years, where is independent GI headed? I think, so there are, if you look at healthcare for the last 20 years, there have been two truths. Costs for delivery have gone up and reimbursements have gone down, right? And in that kind of scenario, the independent physicians you know, just one doc or five docs even or six docs even is, is a hard business to be in. So w what we see is these large groups will prevail and it provides an alternative opportunity for these independent doctors to remain independent in some way or form and at least practice GI care. So yes, we are private equity backed but private equity is just a financing mechanism at the end of the day because a, a 20 doc 
GI practice, which Allied was, and now, uh, you know, at, at that inception and then became 50, they can't go to public markets and do an IPO and get money. They cannot go to banks and raise debt because that's a very hard thing to do. So what is the alternative for growth and investing and improving patient care, putting in technology? It, it has been private equity. And private equity, again, comes in a lot of flavor. So, you know, there is a lot of mistrust in the market. But if you use the capital structure properly, you can really enhance and strengthen yourself so that you can deliver care and remain to do what you want to do. Because ultimately, our physicians are partners and our physicians are, you know, uh, in some ways, quote unquote, central employed. And nobody is dictating how many hours they need to work and all those things. So I think it creates a community based alternative to large health systems or large medical groups, which are, for example, Optum, Kaiser, all these things. And that, I think that will continue to happen. And what we have to better message through the young GIs who are coming out of the fellowships that this is this creates a freedom. Maybe it is not the upfront. We may not be able to pay the highest of the salaries because it takes time to build up a community practice. You know, we don't have patients just coming in like hospital where, you know, people are ju just because of ER and everything. There's a lot more patient volume which is coming in, uh, walking in. But having said that, there is a lot of things which large academic institutions, a lot of health systems, many of these are GI practices can provide, you know, there's, there is pathology revenue, there's research opportunities, there is other ancillary opportunities. And then even now, I know other GI groups, including us, are providing, you know, doing like a mini DDW, CME credits uh, locally so that uh, we can we can discuss community-based issues, right? Which uh, at an academic event like a DDW may not be discussed. So I think this will continue to move forward. There may be some consolidation which will happen, you know, which happens in every industry, right? So some of the bigger groups when there may be three or four left um, in few years. But I don't see how a private practice can maintain with this lower in reimbursement and higher cost environment because everything has gone up. Then like after post-COVID, you know, we are talking about inflation, but just the cost of high quality people has gone up tremendously. Forget about the clinicians, just a normal front office staff uh, or, a, or an excellent coder. Those are not the, the same prices pre-COVID to post-COVID. So I think that that challenge remains and and I just don't see how this will stop from a private, uh, private practice consolidation because ultimately if we want to deliver the care we want to deliver because our physicians do not get into medicine to give substandard care to the patients. They just need uh, more help and investment. As you commented earlier, some of your innovations assisting if you will, making the work lives easier of the providers and the rest of the team members, as you well know, turnover can be very expensive. So on the one hand, finding talent can be expensive, but turnover can be doubly as expensive. So it sounds to me, and you'd be commended for creating an environment that I'm sure will result in more tenure. What advice do you have for young professionals SAP who might be interested in following the same path as you? 
Um, I think curiosity um, is the number one uh, number one thing in my life. I've been, you know, as I mentioned, I'm a, I'm an immigrant. I was I grew up in India. I came here for education, and I was you know curiosity about the healthcare system, curiosity about what to how to. Um, you know what works what doesn't work I think that is the most important driver which has led me to here because it's not that 15 17 years ago uh, when I was graduating from business school I was just thinking oh this is exactly where I want to be and I know I would be here it, that's that path it's just one thing has led to a, another and that has gotten me here so being very curious about the thing and then finally is getting things done Right. Um, it is very important and I've been very fortunate to be given the opportunities which I have been given because, you know, everyone works hard and a lot of people uh, have the educational backgrounds, which I have. I think the opportunities have come because I've, I've, I've said, OK, I'll get this done. I will get this done. Right. Not being like a naysayer, but trying to figure out how this can be done is important and that has allowed me to be in this position which is very i'm a very fortunate person in that sense and it's been a privilege to be part of adh in that sense and then finally is that questioning why something is happening because the you know in healthcare most of healthcare is why break something when it's not broken that's how everyone kind of works it is broken we are going to be in this year five trillion dollars of expense right what we have to figure out is how do we make this healthcare delivery better for everyone including me because i will be a patient at some point right um especially gi definitely so so how do i how do i make it better for myself my loved ones my family my parents uh, everyone who i know and I, I think that drives me and having some sort of a purpose because there is no bigger purpose than healthcare. I don't think there is any industry. You can be the most coolest tech person, but you're creating a search engine uh, at Google versus here you're literally solving how do you get care to the patients because ultimately that's what matters and, and that is the driving force. So having that purpose and you know asking like, how do I break things even though it's not broken uh, obviously, in a most respectful way and, you know, involving everything, that is very important. Sap, thank you for joining Gastro Broadcast today. It has been a great pleasure and honor to spend time with you. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for providing uh, me the opportunity to share the exceptional story of Allied Digestive Health. Thank you, Sap. Have a great day. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Gastro Broadcast. Find new episodes through Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. For information about our hosts, guests, and supporters, visit gastrobroadcast.com. Produced by Steadfast Collaborative.